Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, this is Six Degrees with Mike McKenna, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. This episode, I'm joined by Jax Taylor, Bravo celebrity. That's a first for me. It's a great interview, tons of fun. Two big goalie fans just going back and forth, hamming it up, talking about all the things we loved when we were younger, getting into the game of hockey. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate on iTunes, Spotify, and all the streaming channels. You can find me, Mike McKenna, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at MikeMcKenna56. Enjoy the show. But first, the NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. The online casino, it never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, it's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. You're in your man garage, I'm in my man closet, and we're both surrounded by memorabilia. People can't see what we're looking at, so clue the people in to some of the things that are hiding behind you right now. Well, I'm a big, big 80s nerd, 80s slash 90s nerd. So um, all my toys from the 80s, I have, um, you know, all my all my jersey, all my hockey jerseys that I have. Everyone's like, oh, do you? And I actually know every, every everybody on here, except for Gretzky, I personally know all my jerseys, my Turco, uh, Potvin, McLennan. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody but Potvin is, is the one I have now. Um, Gretzky, Fuhr, uh, I got Applicator. Howard, I got all my jerseys back, all my jerseys that I've, of guys that I've hung out with in the NHL that I've been fortunate enough to hang out with. Um, I'll tell you how that all started, too, when we get to that. But, yeah, this is my man cave. Um, you know, we, we moved into our house about a year and a half ago, and uh, we were very blessed. We got a beautiful home, five bedrooms, but she said, you get the garage. That's, well, that. I, one of those bedrooms is going to be full soon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a baby on the way. We got a baby boy on the way. In fact, today is our 20-week uh, doctor's appointment. So Congrats, we're going in. Man. Actually, after this podcast, I'm heading to the doctor to go see the first. Uh, we get to see 3D versions of the of the baby now. So it's kind of cool. That's so exciting. I kind of got excited. I, I actually, when we went in for the first sonogram, they're like, do you want to know what it is? And we're like, yeah, we're, we think we want to find out. And the guy was like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. I can usually tell. And it's kind of early, but, and we're like, okay, whatever. Well, they told us we're having a boy and I'm like, yeah, I'm one for one, you know, and <laughs> right. like we go in for the official sonogram a couple of weeks later and they're like, hey, uh, yeah, you're having a girl. Congrats. And I was like, I had to compose myself because I it's not that I was upset I was having a girl. It was just right. that. Well, you were set was, on a boy. You were just set. Yeah, set. dude. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, man, like your, your journey is, I feel like we're so similar in our journeys in hockey. You know, we're, we're similar in age. I'm an 83 birth year. You're a couple years older than I am. But we grew up in that same era of discovering goalies and equipment and all these different things. Who were your goalie heroes? Who turned you onto the position? Well, let me start. I started, okay, so I'm a 79 birthday. Um, I grew up in Michigan. My next door neighbor would play AAA hockey for the Michigan Travelers. I don't know if you've ever heard of that team. It's, again, yeah. it's an older team. This is like pre, this is like, this is like right around the CompuWare time, GPD. Yeah. CompuWare, uh, Little Caesars, Belt Michigan National, later. Michigan Nationals, Little Caesars, CompuWare, Honey Baked, Honey uh, Bake, Belt Tire. Yeah. And I played for the Fraser Falcons. That was that was my uh, AAA experience. But I'll get to that. Anyway, so um, I start – my dad was watching hockey. Again, this is the early 80s. Jacques Demers was the coach of the Detroit Red Wings, era of the bad boys. Um, I, I, and, I, and I saw Greg Steffen play, and he had this cool – gear on and i would never seen it before it was heaton and I was, I'm, a, I'm a huge heaton fan and he had these box pads on and so what i did my dad would watch the game and i'd put pillows on my legs pillows and tape the pillows out like my mom off would go the out couch cushions oh no like my like sleeping on your bed like pillows. real pillows real oh, pillows wow. tape them on my legs and i would just sit my dad would watch the game i would not pay attention to the game just when greg Stefan came on and i would just imitate him with the pillows and just like you know, making saves. And I'm like, I love this. This is, I just fell in love with it. I think I fell in love with probably the gear first and then the position. Um, You know, my dad was like, okay, well, we got to get him in novice. We got to get him on the ice. And they put me on player skates. I went to D's sports shop 
got, got a pair of skates, got some gloves, got a Cooper bag and all this. And I went out and they said, okay, you know, try this. And I'm like, I, I went right to the goal and I'm in player gear. And he's like, no, no, my dad and my mom are like, no, 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 go out and skate. I'm like, no, I want to stay here. This is where I am. And the coaches all look like you got a problem, an expensive problem on your hand. Yep. And I'm like, I don't want to play out. I, I want to play goal. And they're, so the novice, every Sunday I would play novice and I would just play goal. And then after a while they're like, well, my dad had to be like, okay, I guess, uh, I guess he's going to play goal. <laughs> you know what we're seeing now is that there's a lot of kids that want to be a goalie. And you know, cause I think that they don't have that same fear factor. Like you had to be a little crazy in our day to want to be a goalie because the puck hurt. The gear wasn't any good. It was pretty rare for someone to want to play. It's obvious that you were called to the position. I, I loved it. And it, the, the bruises didn't bother me. I honestly kind of liked it because I was a, I was a kind of guy that liked to screw around with my gear. Less is more. I would get stuff and take stuff off because I like free movement. I, I just like to take things apart. I would move things around, take smooth stuff here in my pants and stuff. And if it hurt, it hurt. I didn't care. It's like, it was more important to save the puck and to, you know, and to feel better in net. Um, I was not a fan of new equipment. I hated it. I had one pair of, of new pads. Um, I, sorry, I had two pairs. I had, I got a, a pair of pro nineties for Christmas. Oh, I was that had to be the best, but Christmas gift. How many, how many nights did you sleep with them? Oh, all my pads. I slept with all of them. It's hard to explain right this to people, bag. isn't it? Isn't it it's tough to explain extremely this? Extremely hard. They're like, why do you want to sleep with smelly gear? Because my first pair of Heatons were a used pair of Helites. And I got those from a kid. I remember I got them for 300 bucks. Those Helite twos. They were Curtis yeah. Joseph's. I got a pair. And they were smelly. Bear wore those too. Right? Yep. With a little puck foil and everything. And I put them next to my bed. And I, my parents wanted, we were going on vacation the week. I got them on Friday. We were going on vacation Saturday. I go, can I bring them with us? We were going to Disney. Can I bring the pads with us in the car? They're like, no, you can bring your gloves, but you can't bring your pads. So I brought my gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my gloves with me to Disney. I know we're jumping all over the place, but that's kind of how I just love the gear. I just loved yeah. everything about it. Um, my first pair of, pair, pair of pads were the DNRs, uh, yeah, the, the Fears. Yeah. Um, I got them at a, at, a, at a place called St. Clair Shores. And I had to rotate when I started playing goal because I was playing. I played house my first season for the Frasier Flames. We went undefeated. So my parents were like, okay, he's good. He likes the position. Let's do one more year house. So I, did, I played another year house, went undefeated again. And so, okay, I'm like, I got to get, I got to move up, you know, whatever. So then I played double uh, A and I, I was good. And I, I played that through pretty much my whole career until the very end because I was dabbling with AAA and people yep. were seeing me, but I was getting to that age where I have a sister. It's very expensive to play AAA, the travel, um, it's a huge and, commitment from the family to play AAA. It's a huge commitment. But huge. when you see those orange jackets rolling around in the rink, when you see those little Caesars orange jackets, it's kind of like, oh my God, oh my God, they're here. They're here. It's like, it was a big deal for yeah. a guy playing AA in Fraser, Michigan. When you see the honey baked ham jackets or you see the, the, especially the, I'm sorry, the orange little Caesars jackets. Like if you wore, if you had one of those, you were like, whoa. It was a so big who, deal. Who from your age group came out of Detroit and played in the NHL? Cause there had to be several players from that time. My God, that's a great question. And I don't have to look back to the rosters. I got to go look back at the roster. I don't, I don't know. Um, I had a goalie, a Craig Kowalski. Do you know Craig Kowalski? He played yes, in the I line. know Craig Kowalski. He played for CompuWare when I was in yep. Springfield in the North American League. We ended up in, tr in training camp for the Norfolk Admirals in like 2007. He had an awesome pro career. He didn't get above the American League, but really, really good career. Chubby little yeah, guy too. He's got a, he's got a, uh, he's got a ring with Cal Carolina. He has that's a right. Ring. He was the, yeah. uh, he was like the e-bug, right? Or not, sorry, yeah. not the e-bug. He was the third goalie for them, the practice right. goalie. Black yeah, yeah. He, he scored a goal too in, in Europe. He got a, he's got a goal. But yeah, so I grew up with him. He's the only one, like I would go tandems with him. Um, I, Gre uh, Greg, um, I'm sorry, um, Miller. Miller's the mm -hmm. one I, I was, I'm on the same line with because he was in college when I was in college. And yeah, so I think Miller was probably the only one that's still around when I was kind of still messing with it. Yeah. And Miller is hockey royalty in, in Michigan. Right. Yeah. Michigan state. Yeah. He, uh, I, I loved watching him play. I love what, like I was a big fan of Steve Shields. I was a big fan of, I'm a huge fan of Marty Turco. I used to watch him and try to study his movements. Cause I really liked how he played him and Dan uh, Cloutier. It's kind of like my, I like that. I played like those guys cause they're very similar in style. And um, yeah, I, I kind of, I had the jer Jersey tucked in. I had the smaller gear. I played like kind of like a catcher. I did not wear goalie masks. I hated them. I wore cages. You wore the combo? Um, I, no, I had the cage because the cat eye wasn't available for us at that age. You couldn't wear right. that. 
Uh, they just allowed that within the last five years for college kids, I think. Yeah, that's um, right. I, I still wore the, the heck approved, like straight bars when I was in college back yeah. then. It didn't change yeah, until yeah. after. They didn't change. They weren't allowed. I don't think you were allowed to, right? It was kind of right. the, the laws then. But, um, but no, I was, I got, I, my dad bought me a Badger. I got a Badger helmet. Oh, that was at, my at first Piranis. as well. A Badger and I, Elite. And I put it on and I hated it. I hated it. I couldn't move. It kept rising up. And it was just sucked. And that's when we used to go to Piranis. And like Piranis, I'm, I'm jumping ahead again. So I, I tried the Badger, hated it. Then the following birthday, I got a Warwick. Tried that, hated it. So I no way. That. I wore I just Warwick my whole career. I can't believe great, it. Great mask, though. I, I think till this day, Warwick still makes a great mask. I think, personally. It's I mean, light, I don't know. it's carbon fiber. But it just wasn't yeah. your style. It wasn't my style. It just kept moving. I had no vision. I just had no vision. So I went back to the old CCM with the, the dangler and nice. kept that on. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Piranis, like you want to yeah. talk about the oh. Holy grail for, for equipment, goalie equipment, player equipment. It didn't matter for a kid like me growing up in St. Louis, when we'd road trip to Detroit or fly sometimes, which looking back on it, why were we spending that money when we could have driven everybody brought home equipment from Piranis? Cause it was, they had everything. And the best thing I thought was the pro return sticks, the really yes. good lightweight ones that you couldn't get normally in stores. I'd come home with like three to four of those. I think I got my grant fear pro pattern. That is my current pattern from Piranis. That, that, that store got them all. Piranis got them out of all, I, all the pro returns. Cause that was the big hockey shop in Michigan. In, in, in those times, it was the big, they had everything. You didn't have to go anywhere else. I worked there. I was fortunate enough to get a job there. And, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. To a lot of people, people are like, why did you want to work? It was just like you said, the Holy grail for somebody who loves hockey, hockey, especially somebody who's a goalie. They had a room just for goalies and it yep. smelled glorious. Like I would go in fresh and, I would just, and again, this is the days of the Vic pads, the all 25 the different brands, yeah. McMartins, everything. And I would just sit in that room and my buddies on my hockey team, after practice, we would go up to Piranis. The dads would go after on Sunday mornings, we would have practice at 6 a.m. We would go to Ramshorn, have breakfast, and then we all go to the Piranis hockey shop to get our whatever we needed to get. And I'm a goalie, so I didn't get stuff all the time like the other kids did because goalie shit's expensive. So yeah. I would just sit in the room and just stare, just stare and smell it. And I was just like, man, I cannot wait when I can – when I can get a job, I'm going to work here. And sure enough, I did. And um, I would work there for free sometimes because I just loved it so much that I wanted to be there. And I, you know, it wasn't a very, very busy store. So I only worked like two or three days a week, but I would come in on Saturdays, Sundays, and just hang out. And I would just help people for free. <laughs> Wear my employee uniform and not get paid. They loved it. You're passionate. I did the same thing. I, I worked at a place called Johnny Max in St. Louis that I learned how to sharpen skates. I carry that with me. My, I can still sharpen skates pretty well. Uh, and oh, really? I kind of had to, cause for a while at, at St. Lawrence where I was at in university, we didn't have an equipment manager for like a brief span. So it was by necessity, but man, there's life skills to that too. And I just, I liked showing the gear to people. I know exactly what I you love, mean. Like if you're a young person and you know, it's not going to be your career anyway. Like I just love taking all the stuff down, showing them what it could do. You can adjust this. You can move the strap here. Like that was so fascinating to me. I mean, they were paying me money. It was like six or $7 at the time, but it was $6 to to try on pads for like to help kids try on goal equipment. I thought this was the dream. I was like, I made it. I, that's it. I can retire. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. $6 an hour helping kids put on pads. But I absolutely loved it. Like I said, in those times, uh, there was so much to choose from. There were so many different brands. I was obviously a big Brian's Heaton fan. So I would force that on the kids that had the money. <laughs> but if the dads would come in and be like, listen, I have a budget, you know, the kids always jump for the expensive stuff, but then you would have to kind of, you know, come down a little bit if they couldn't afford it. But it was just, it was just such an awesome, awesome job. And like I said, I, they still follow me on social media to this day. Um, you know, I, I love uh, Bob Ronnie. It was, it was a great guy. He was really nice to me and um, just had a fun time working there. Don't you miss that variety of the equipment when there were so many different brands? Cause now we're down to Bauer, Brian's, CCM, Lefebvre, which is true. Right. You know, and, and Vaughn. Like, that's yeah, I mean, it, it's, I just, know? I just, there's no, and I appreciate the position. I will always love the position. I just think it's, it's, it's gone a different direction and that's great. That's progression. That's it's fine. Become optimized, you know? Yes. And there's just no, like, man, you know, when you went to a hockey game in the nineties, it's like every goalie had style and this, there was no, this sliding and this, and everybody's kind of tacked with the, with the skill and everything. Everybody just played their own way. And yep. it was just so much fun to watch. And I just loved like watching Ed Belfort play or, you know, watching uh, like Hashik play. There was just no style, no, just 
chaos in that, but it was just so amazing to watch. So you were a Red Wings fan growing up. Did you get to see many games at Joe Lewis? And if you did, is there a certain goalie that sticks out that showed up in the building that really captivated you? I never, never, never liked Detroit goalies. Detroit never had good goalies. And they did when Curtis Joseph, when those guys came in. But when they won the Cups, again, I, I don't mind Osgood. I think he's a, a nice guy. I listen to him. It's not, not taking too much away from him. But they had such a strong team. It really didn't matter who you put in that. And I just was never, my dad always used to make, my dad always used to ride me on this. He's like, you never liked Detroit goalies. I'm like, no, I just never did. I just, we never got good goalies, except for that one era. We had the Hasek and, and Joseph and we had uh, uh, Hasek Joseph. Who else do we have? Hasek Joseph. Who else? Had Manny oh, Legacy. Give Manny him some Legacy, credit. Yeah. There was a great combo there for that, uh, that time. But like, you know, the Shovel Day era, you know, St. Laurent era, he was cool. He was fun to watch. Kenny uh, Chevrier. Kenny Reggett. Oh, yeah, Kenny Reggett, uh, Peter Ng, uh, Riendo. Riendo was fun to watch. Vincent Riendo, I liked him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, you know, they had a lot of goalies. They just never – I just never got excited about them. I grew up yeah. loving Felix Potvin. I was a huge Felix Potvin fan. I tried to play like him. I, everybody's tried to play that glove position, I think, at some time in their lives. Um, but I just loved it. I would, I would stay home on Saturday nights and watch hockey night in Canada. My mom and dad would go out to dinner. I'd plop in front of the TV and I'd be at hockey night in Canada, doubleheader every night, every Saturday. There's so many of us that look at Podvin and still think of his mask as the greatest. It's a Greg Harrison mask, that paint job. I have a mask, a couple masks that I had when I was with the Panthers that has kind of uh, a similar chin to it and that it's got teeth on it. Um, obviously it was representing the Panthers, but it was a direct tribute to Podvin because that mask to me was just it was the best. It was so distinctive from the stands. You knew who it was and it just looked aggressive. It fit his nickname, the cat. That's, yeah. that's something that's gone away. You know, Eddie, the Eagle Belfour, you know, yeah. you have Eagle on his mask. You knew it was Eddie, the Eagle and, you know, Martin Brodeur, iconic masks. Don't you wish we would still see guys kind of stick with a big, bold design for most of their career nowadays? I, it's, it's funny you say that because I listened to um, – there's a, a thing on social media. I can't remember the name, but a guy who recreates masks and he sells them. And he was talking to Felix Pavin about his mask. And he was asking, which out of all your masks, what was your favorite? And he said it was his, the first one, just the, the initial color blocking, just simple color blocking, no shading, no little designs, just simple patterns. like. Like the John Casey we were talking about, the uh, Bob Asenza, just simple yeah. color blocking, simple patterns, but they were iconic. You know, there wasn't much. They just looked like they were stencil, but they were perfect and they were just colorful. Now it's so, they're cool, you know, but they're just so hard to see all the detail on TV. You know, the old days on TV, you knew what goalie was playing just by the mask. Jackson and I could talk masks all day long. If you want yours to look really good, listen to this message. I want to talk to you about Skin Effects Wraps, designed and produced by Mark Magnanti, based out of Rochester, New York. Small company, American company, professional vinyl wrapping, specializing in goalie masks. If you want a quick, affordable way to make your mask look good, I cannot recommend Mark enough at Skin Effects Wraps. He did a fantastic job for me this year when I was in a bit of a pinch. I had an old mask that just didn't look good when I would occasionally be on the ice practicing with the Vegas Golden Knights. So Mark helped me out. Made it look great. The turnaround time was outstanding. You wouldn't even hardly tell that it wasn't traditional paint. The wrap looks so good on the mask. So if you're looking for something, again, quick, affordable way to get your mask looking good, looking right for the team that you're on, hit up Skin Effects Wraps on Facebook, Instagram, or send Mark an email at skinfxwraps at gmail.com. Thanks to them for helping me out, and thanks for supporting Six Degrees with Mike McKenna. What you, th- you think of Podvin when he came out with that new cat design on his pads? Because that was pretty groundbreaking at the time. Was, was that him or did he go with Coho and they discussed something together? Is that, how did that work? Yeah, he went from, because he had worn Heaton to start, and then he went right. to Coho and he had the cat design on the he pads. He wore Bryant's too. He and he did, Bryant's I think too. that may have been his first couple sets. And then late in his career, he went back to Bryant's. But those early Cohos, when he put the cat design, like that was groundbreaking. Nobody was, was doing really cool. that at the time. That was really cool. He had what the um yeah the, the one with the are you talking about the one with the, the white bottoms with the ice yes. the claws yeah and yeah. then the, and then after that he went with the there was like a did the black blue and silver with the cat eye like kind of the teardrop and the yep. knee roll yeah yeah but mean, those think- those ones those iceberg ones were iconic pads those yeah. were I would put those on the top with with Broder as far as uh, iconic pads think about some of the other guys that were really like making waves like Trevor Kidd's designs in the flames. <sighs> 
Yeah. Oh, the Brian's with the flames on them. Like the detail with Brian's. Oh. I think I want to say I always go back and forth with my favorite setup. I love Trevor Kid. I I loved his style. I think that his flames gear with the black outlining on the yellow and red yes. Brian's pads. I mean, he was such a big guy too. He was huge. His gloves were gigantic. And his he had the pads, hair out the helmet. He looked like a surfer. Hair. And I mean, I don't, I don't, he looks like he's like 350 pounds too. I mean, he looks gigantic in goal. I don't know how anybody scored on that guy, but um, he just looked huge. And he, his, his gear just looks so comfortable. His pads look like pillows and they were just, just so beautiful to look at. I talked to, I talk about goal equipment, like it's art. And to me, it's art. Well, it I, is. You know, it's stinky art. That's what my wife calls it, but I love it. And I don't well, care. Here's the thing. People always talk about us being different, weird, whatever you want to say. And I, and I don't really disagree with that, but I, I think we're just creative. I, I think some of us have this creative bent that we love to design equipment. We, we loved matching up different colors. It's, it's artistic, just like you said. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of like, we're like the, you know, we're like the art kids of the hockey world sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, I, I, I follow just like you, I follow all the, anything goalie related. I follow it. And you always see people chirp at the goalies that have mismatching gear. I love that. I love yeah. the fact that you got a Vaughn glove on and you've got, Brian's pet. That's cool. It shows that the goalie loves his gear. I hate when you talk like what that's what when I used to talk to uh, Jimmy more often than not, he never he, I'm like, Jimmy, talk to me about your gear. He's like, I don't know. I just get it. And I'm like, Oh, man, this is not fun. I you don't you know, he doesn't really he didn't get into the gear as much as I hoped, like some of the other guys. But like you talk to Grant. He loves gear. He'll talk to you about toe straps and moving this around and putting this here and other goalies are different. Some goalies are like, eh, whatever. And some goalies are really into it. I guess it's, yeah. it's a different time. Grant Fear talked about that on his podcast that we just released that he took the scalpel out and he would get after it on his arm and chest and his pants. And, and it was that era of customization that was so different. You've had yeah. the chance to become friends with Grant Fear. How did that start? I was at the All-Star game uh, when it was in L.A., which was, what, three years ago? I can't remember. I have the puck up here somewhere. <laughs> I was at the All-Star game, and Grant, I was in the hotel that's next to Staples Center. The, was it the Hilton or Ritz or something like that? Fort, I don't know. It's right next to Staples. You know the hotel that all the players stay in? Yeah, I think it's right the next Ritz to the yard there. house. I try not to keep track of too many Ritzes because I know I'll never see another one again now that I'm out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the Ritz or if it's the it's the it's the rink right next to Staples Center. There's a bar, a yard house, and there's a hotel. Might be a I JW it's Marriott. It's one of the nice JW Marriott. So. No, that's it. JW yeah. Marriott. So anyway, the All Star Game was going on. I was, everybody was hanging out at that hotel, and I got invited. Nerva from the NHL. She's so amazing to me, by the way. She reaches out to me and gives me whatever I want regarding the NHL. She's so sweet. She's like, Hey Jax, would you like to go to the all-star game? I'm like, yes, of course. Yeah. So I grabbed a couple tickets. I went, I called my buddy. I, you know, I got two or three friends that like hockey here, grabbed them. We went down to the hotel, got there super early and just wanted to hang out in the lobby. And he's like, why do you want to hang out here? I'm like, just don't worry about it. Go do whatever you want. Just let me do my thing. Sure enough, within 10 minutes, Grant Fear's wife comes up to me. She goes, Jax, Oh my gosh, can I have a picture with you? And I'm like, sure, yeah, whatever. Okay, she goes, hi, I'm Lisa. I'm Lisa Fuhr. By the way, that's my husband over there. And I, I go, whoa, 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 time out. I go, you're Lisa Fuhr? She goes, yeah, that's my husband over there. I go, I, I know exactly her husband. There's not go, many Fuhrs in the world. Not many Fuhrs. And, 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 you know, again, me, an 80, you're putting two together. And I'm like, that's nobody, right. not too many people know in LA who 80s goaltenders, you know, were and just would, you know, and I spark up like this, you know, not, there's not many hockey people out here that get excited. Most people out here get excited about celebrities. I don't give a shit about celebrities. I care about hockey players. That's kind of my like, oh, you know. Yeah. So I so Lisa comes up. She's like, can I have a picture? I'm like, absolutely. And then when I found out her husband is, I go, listen, I'll make you a deal. Can I have a picture with your husband? I'll let you have a picture with me if I can have a picture with your husband. She's like, oh, yeah, sure. He's great. Come That's over. Good trade. So we start talking. One thing led to another. We're having drinks. We're having dinner. Um, you know, we start hanging out, you know through the whole all-star weekend. I we hung out with him the whole time, him and his wife. And then they invited us to Palm Springs to their home in Palm Springs. We went out there, started hanging out with him there. And uh, we just started becoming friends. And then, you know, I invited him to my wedding. Uh, he had a great time to my wedding. Uh, had, he had, he came to my 40th birthday, brought a couple of his buddies, Maroon and Perinko and Johnny Damon. Uh, that was probably the coolest 40th birthday I've ever had in my life. Um, especially since they just showed up. They're like, Jax, they called, Grant called me on the phone. I think he was coming from the ESPYs. They crashed was, your birthday party? They crashed my birthday. So I was at, um, I was at Tom Tom and I was hanging out. It's about, I want to say nine o'clock. The ESPYs are going on. I knew Grant was in town. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I know it's your birthday. I'm downtown. The ESPYs, do you want to meet me? I'm like, oh, I'm already with my friends down here. I wish you would have told me earlier because he always does it. He spurs things on the last moment. I'm always in the middle of something. And 
I go, I'm at time. He's like, well, do you mind if we come by? I go, sure, we. Who's we? I go, you and Lisa. So I'm, I'll call Brittany. He's like, no, I'm with uh, Patty Maroon, Tom Franco, Johnny Dame. I'm like, uh, yes, sure. I'll, we'll, I'll make we'll it make happen. We'll make space for you. You got I'll it. Make, <laughs> you're good. He's like, all right, get us a table. We'll be there in 10 minutes. The place is packed. It's my birthday. People are screaming. I'm like, this is the best birthday ever. I go, give me, I go, I call the manager. I go, listen, the biggest thing in my entire life is coming here right now. <laughs> I, was, I was like, they're, they're like, who is it? Who is it? I'm like, you guys are not going to know who they are. Nobody in this place is going to know who they are, but they're royalty. Just they're at the SVs. That's all you need to know. Give me a section. So they give me a section. They all roll in. Everybody knows who Johnny Damon is right off the bat. Sure. Yep. You know, they just all. And, he's and, uh, he's and, unmistakable. I mean, yeah, he's unmistakable. I, and I met him a couple of times. They're really, him and his family are really nice to Brittany and I, they invited us to their home too. We do a lot of golf charities. So I run into these guys from time to time. Yep. But anyway, so getting back to that, they all show up. I'm like goo goo gaga. All my friends are like, who are these guys? I'm like, they're like, we've never seen you act like a little girl. Like I was acting like a little girl. I was like, <laughs> like, like this, it was hilarious. And, uh, and, and, and then, you know, they got up and they, I think Pat Maroon grabbed the microphone from behind Tom, Tom and says, I just want to give a shout out to my buddy Jack. Sturdivore. I was just like, I was like, I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. It was just the best moment of my life. <laughs> so when you saw Pat Maroon win the Stanley cup for the second time, and put yeah. on the second huge performance on stage. Were you surprised at all? No, not at all. Especially, I wasn't, especially since meeting him after my birthday, I knew the kind of guy he was. That was my first time meeting him, you know? And then now after all this hoopla, I'm like, of course, of course, that's who he is. He's just a, he's the big rig, man. He's a party animal, but he's just, he's, he's he works really hard. He works Dude, really, he really is, hard. He has such and sick hands that people don't realize. Like I, I mean, story. I grew up skating with him in St. Louis and this guy has unbelievable hands. A lot of it's from roller hockey. He's not just a bruiser. Like this is a guy who can really play the game, brings a lot to his team. And man, is he ever fun to hang around? He's a lot of fun to hang around. You need to like, like, you know, space out your time and know he's coming in town. I was supposed to go to Tampa last week uh, and go hang out with him. We'll stay with him for a couple of days. Everything went down kind of here. And my wife was kind of like, ah, I don't know if it's a good idea. So I had to prolong it, but yeah, I have to like get my liver ready and I have to like, <laughs> I have so did, to like plan to hang out with him. Did you survive that night with Grant and the crew? Barely. It was up till wee hours in the morning. I'll just say that. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, we just drinking. They were so, I mean, there's coming off their high still, you know, at St. Louis. Winning, uh, winning that cup. cup and, yeah. you know, shaking Colin Pranko's hand. By the way, that guy is a tank. He a big is man. big and he's like, yeah. just not an ounce of fat on that guy. He's I couldn't, huge. I couldn't believe it. Like he's a big racing fan and I am too with especially IndyCar is my thing. And he grew up going to races in Edmonton and he goes to sit in the two seater. I couldn't believe they fit him in it. You know, he's a, a big race. boy. And he's like six, five and his, his helmet's like right at the roll bar of the car. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but he loves it, man. That's, and I, you know, that's something that I think too, we kind of have in common. I mean, you're a Detroit, tr Detroit kid, you know, like motor yep. city it's ingrained in you. You've got some nice toys sitting in the garage. And I, I know do, one I of them. I know one of them. It was like super, super special, right? Is it a '73 Stingray? Yeah, yeah. I have a '73 Stingray. It's not here right now. It's getting my, so. Before my dad passed away, my father passed away a couple of years ago. Right before he passed away, he's like, "I, I want to get. What am I going to get you for Christmas this year?" He's like, "My dad, you don't have to give me anything." He's like, "I want to redo." So I bought the I bought the uh, red Corvette, and then. Um, I, I bought it for my dad. He didn't know that. And I, I when he got sick, I had to rush everything. It, it was a mess, but I bought it yeah. for him. Anyway, he wanted to redo the seats. I'm like, dad, don't worry about the seats. It's fine. Just worry about your health. He's like, I want to do that for you. I, I, I love this car. And I'm like, dad, it's your car. You don't, whatever. It was a long story, but um, it's not here right now. It's getting some new leather seats. But before he passed away, he wanted to do that. So my wife for Christmas this year is redoing my seats and my Corvette. And that's kind of just touches my heart because, you know, it's something yeah. my dad wanted to do, but I did initially buy it from my father. Um, I also have a, I have a Dodge Hellcat. Um, my wife drives a Jeep at a golf cart here and I have a 65 Shelby GT. That's, that's my, that's my Holy grail car. That's a nice collection. Yeah. You know, lucky. It, I'm very lucky. I got good deals on them. I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> brand new. <laughs> You're not going to find many kids in hockey that don't have a special relationship with their parents with everything that they've done. And the more I learn about you, I know that it was like that for you and your dad, you know, and, yeah, and it's emotional, man. I had that with my grandpa too, you know, and he passed away when I was, I think 12 years old, but those memories stick with me so strong. And it's just that bond, right? Like your memories of going to the rink and the things that happen afterwards. It's so special. 
You know, I, I, I want to loop my mom into this because she was part of it as well. It's just, we, I had a sister. So my mom took my sister to soccer and gymnastics and I was hockey. Um, you know, I was getting to the double A level. It wasn't, it wasn't as much travel, but it was a little, so I couldn't do a lot of things. I couldn't go to school dances. I couldn't go. Man. And I was always in tournaments on the side. Like I was There's always sacrifice, in, man. Money you know, I had and time. Yeah. And a lot of money. And like, you know, so my grades were slipping. I'd ha- I get in trouble. Like, you know, it was, you know, it, it cost a lot of money back in those days. And it was a lot of time, you know, like I missed a lot of my youth because of hockey and I, I don't regret it at all, but I didn't go to a lot of school dances. I was at tournaments, you know, there's always tournaments. I didn't go to, I didn't have Christmas Sunday. I was at Christmas. There was always Christmas tournaments or Turkey trot tournaments or whatever. There was always tournaments going on. So I didn't really have, I had a great childhood, but I was always on the go. Christmas day, we had a tournament. It's Thanksgiving Eve. We had a tournament. It's just, for some reason, we always had tournaments on holidays. That's just how it was in those yeah. days. Well, that's when you had time but off from school. That's when they could schedule. That's them. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So and we lived at the rink. You know, my dad would take me, and my again, it was a lot of money. So it would just be me, and my dad going to hotels, splitting other hotels with other dads. You know, go, getting up at six a.m. because ice ice time was cheaper in Windsor. So we'd have to Detroit. We have to drive from Detroit to Windsor because ice time was cheap. It only took me forty five minutes to get to Windsor because I used to go there all the time because the drinking age was nineteen. So that, <laughs> I was going to ask you later. how many times have you crossed the oh, Ambassador Bridge God. in your life? so many times that in the tunnel but before when i was younger we would get ice time in windsor because the ice time was so much cheaper there and we can we can do have two hour practices for the price of one so it was kind of so my dad was with me all the time he was the one driving me around you know it was it was just it was a bonding experience and my dad was there for everything he would show up for practices he would never miss a practice he was on the bench he would run the penalty box he would run the clock he would do whatever it takes. He was, he was just the best dad. And, and not taking anything away from my mother. I love my mother. But, you know, dads, were, he was just there, you know. Yep. My mom would show up to the games, of course, but um, that she could get to. But uh, my dad was just there all the time. And it's just we just had a bond, you know. All the dads did. Plenty more from Jack's coming right up. But first, a word from sponsor Hico Sticks. You like playing catch? Of course, we all do. Well, here's a way that you can improve your hand-eye coordination, reaction speed, and overall cognitive development by using Hico Sticks. It stands for Hand-Eye Coordination Sticks. In 2020, it was named the best coordination tool by Men's Health Magazine, certified non-toxic, EVA foam construction, super lightweight. They even float. You can use them at the pool, at the beach, tons of fun. Listen, I use them to help my goaltending. They can help tennis players, baseball players. My daughters love to just throw it back and forth to one another in the backyard. Each leg of the Hico sticks, there's three of them, has a different color. So when you toss it, you call out a color, you can say which hand to catch it with, and the person receiving has to process that information while it's in the air. It's a great tool for hand-eye coordination. If you go to hecosticks.com, use the promo code 60MM56, that'll get you 10% off at checkout. Hecosticks.com. You know, you've taken some big swings in life. Like you get out of, you, you went and you're a male model, right? Like, I mean, so you go from goaltending as a kid to doing modeling well, how did, the, how, the how did thing was, I want to know the reaction though of all your old hockey friends that all of a sudden, hey, uh, yeah, Jack's yeah. going to go off and he's doing some modeling. What? Well, so <laughs> towards the end, okay, towards the end of that playing hockey, um, I, you know, I was starting to see those orange jackets a little more and more in, in arenas, and and I had one, you know, the dads, all dads talk, and, and it's a very big thing when you're playing hockey. You got to, I always tell the young young kids, somebody is always watching. You'll always. If, if it's if it's your path to the NHL, you'll get there. Just somebody's always watching. Don't be the guy that's, I need to do this. Someone always is always watching and someone's always watching and, and talking and it, it'll happen. So for me, I was always like, you know, at the rink, I always had my guard up. I knew someone was always watching and sure enough, there was, there was always triple A scouts watching double A games. Always, especially after my practices, I knew when the triple A skates were, I would always memorize when they played. So that way I knew what, what arenas they were in. I knew where we were practicing. I knew I had to play good. I always played better in practices because I knew the triple A skates were before ours and I knew the coaches would be watching. So I would get off more on the practices rather than the games, just because I wanted the triple A guys to see me. And sure enough, they did. I got beat up real bad, 11 to one by St. Catharines, real bad. It was, I mean, I took every goal. I didn't get pulled. Uh, 11 to one, right? St. Catharines. And there was a bunch of people in the stadium. My, I was just so pissed because my dad drove all this way. Oh, We're in this hurts. tournament. It just hurts. And we just it's hard got to destroyed. describe that feeling. Like, you know, just how and it I'm feels. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm good. I can do this. So we're a double A team. I'm Mount Clemens Wolves. We're like, hey, we're going to enter this triple A tournament. And we're like, fuck this. We got this. We're cleaning up in the double A division. So we're like, we got this. So we go to St. Catharines. 
It was not, <laughs> it was not pretty. It's not pretty. Not, and not only that, I got a new pair of Heatons that, that year, and I'm such an idiot. I decided to bring those, and only those. So I had to wear my new gear because I, I, I didn't want to piss off my dad. My dad spent a fortune on these pads, but they weren't yeah. broken in yet. I had to take, you know how brand new pads are. It takes about freaking, and I'm well, only skating three times a week. Especially so I back then, right? And yes. the way we wore them, we wore them different back then. Like now they come out of the box and they're the flex that you want and they're built with all foam. But back then, man, like, so no, I still had drive deer hair in them. My... Like you had to flex those yeah. babies down to get them to move to your leg. I was in the basement beating them up with a stick. <laughs> I was driving over with my car. Arthur Zerbo and Irving ran over him with the team bus. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. And I told my dad that. He's like, what are you doing? I just spent $1,000 on it. I'm like, dad, I, I, they're stiff as a board. I can't wear them. They're still, still going to be fine. He didn't understand that. Anyway, so it, I get beat up 11 to 1 in St. Catharines. I'm crying, like crying. I'm embarrassed. I'm, my dad's, you know, I'm, I'm going to come out of that locker room, and I know I'm going to get just like, I'm just going to get heat. I'm just going to get beat up, you know? And I know that drive home is going to be, you know, when you lose a game that drive home with your dad, fucking brutal. It's yeah. fucking brutal. He doesn't want to say anything. You don't want to say anything. It's just quiet. quiet. It's, it's just radio quiet. silence. I, yes. Yeah. And he, and then, so I come out of the locker room, I, you know, the orange coats come up to me, come up. Hi, how are you? I'm, are you Mr. Couch? Yes. I'm shaking my head and I'm crying like this. He's like, he's like, don't, you shouldn't cry. He's like, you played a hell of a game. You stopped 50 some odd shots. You're in a you're a double A goalie playing in a way out of your league here. We love the way you played. We'd love to offer you a, a summer thing. And I'm like, oh my God. What? Like I just got my beat up eleven to one, but they were so impressed with the way I played that they invited me to the summer camps. And I'm looking at my dad. My dad's like, We don't know. We're in Canada. I'm like you know, we, we already made a, 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 a kind of talking to my family that we couldn't do AAA. We already said, you know, I, I was asked to play. I had to say no. But the fact that I was asked, that, all, that made it. That made it for yeah. me. And I was okay with that. I just wanted to see if I could get there. And I did. And I got there. And I played in a couple tournaments. And then, you know, I, you know, I got older and things were like, okay, now college and stuff like that. It fizzled. I, I was thinking about walking on at Fair State. Um, I, I was good enough to do that and things just ended up fizzling away and just other things came in life happened. Yeah. But, but it was just the fact that they came up to me after getting shelled 11 goals and they have those orange jackets say, Hey, Mr. Couchy, we would love to invite you to our camps, our, our, this. And I was just like, I made it. I made it. I did it. I could do it. You know? And that was enough for me. It's amazing coming from such like a, a low to a high. Yeah. Like, talk about transfer oh, yeah. of emotions, man. That's wild. Oh Yeah. Yeah, especially when you go and your parents are dropping all this money and you let 11 goals in, six in the first period. Like, come on. I was yeah, like, you want to run out of the building. <laughs> run, right. And we're playing against like Canadian AAA teams. Like, I'm coming from Detroit. These guys like are a little different breed. They had facial hair. <laughs> you know, we're like <laughs> playing against men here. <laughs> I felt like so. So you're playing the so, team from Backwoods, Quebec. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're looking at him and you're like, I, I go through with the, watching the warm ups and stuff. I'm like, these guys got cannons. Like their defensemen yeah. are just dropping them on their goalies. And their warm ups were just so sexy to watch. And ours was kind of like all over the place. And theirs is so like streamlined. I'm like, oh shit, we're going to get killed. <laughs> So when you went on to your different careers, you know, before you've landed in what you're doing now, did you still keep your eyes on hockey or was it always. on the back burner? Yeah. No, no, always, always. And, I, and like I said, I, I love the game of hockey, but I'm just passionate about goaltending and goalies. When I would go to a hockey game, my dad would take me one, he would get the seats on the goal line and I would just stare. The play could be down there. And all I do is stare at the goalie, look at his pads. I'm looking what he's doing. The game, it could be amazing things going on at this end, but I did not give a shit. I would just stare at Greg Stefan. I would stare at Felix Pavin and Ed Belfort and just stare and just stare. And I'd always want seats. When my dad got him through work, I'm like, dad, please get him on the opposing side because I can't stand Detroit goaltending. So put me on the opposing side so I can watch these guys, you know? And he would just sit there. He's like, he would tell his friends, he's like, he doesn't look away from the goalies. Even like when they walk to the bench, I'm just, it was like a weird, creepy thing almost. But I just loved it. Even now when I go to games, I just watch the goalies. I just watch them. I was lucky that my dad and grandfather were off-ice officials in St. Louis. So we'd always show up early. You know, they had to be there way in advance. So we'd go in and I could watch warm-ups. And that was my time. And it was the same thing. I would always go to the visiting team because I saw the Blues goalies every night. I saw right. Greg Millen and Curtis Joseph and Guy Bear and Pat Jablonski and Grant Fuhrer. I saw them. But I didn't always get to see Ron Hextall and Kelly Rudy with a bandana on. Yeah. And Patrick Waugh walks in the building because he only, they would only come once every two years. Right. When Patrick Waugh walked in the building, there was this mystique about him in the early 90s, late 80s. It's like 
Jesus. It's like the Chappelle show where he walks through the door and he goes, I seen his aura. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly yep. That episode, the Rick yeah. James, I seen his aura. Like that was Patrick Waugh coming on the ice, coming in the arena when he was a kid. I never got to see him play. I never got to see him play. Um, I did go to a Montreal game last year. It was my first Montreal. I wish I could have gone to the old form, but uh, yeah, what an amazing thing to see him play live. I would have loved to watch him play live. That arena is amazing. amazing. Like yeah. of, all, of all the NHL rinks you've been to, which ones have you enjoyed? My favorite rink right now? Oh, uh, I mean, Detroit's cool. I mean, I've only been in a couple times. Detroit's got a really cool arena. I think Tampa, probably. I it's mean, rocking. I really, I mean, we all, we get really treated well. We're up in the Lexus Center, uh, you know, uh, the government or governor's lounge. I, I get treated really well. I'm very blessed. And if I want to go to a game somewhere, I, I make a phone call and they treat, treat me like my wife and I like, like gold. And how this came about was I came home. Uh, this was, I want to say, season. I think this is like right when Brittany started the show, which was about five years ago, because I wasn't going to like all these games. I wasn't really in with the NHL up until about five years ago. And we were at a Detroit game at the old Joe Lewis arena. I think it was one of the final games. And one of the wives came up to Brittany and they're like, Oh my God, Jackson, Brittany. Hi, I'm, I'm just an applicator's wife. Would you like to come and sit, sit up with us? Yeah. Like, so I'm like, yes, Brittany, please. Yes. Yes. Whatever they say. Yes. Like you go with the girls. I'm going to go with the guys. And that's how it is. So from then on, all the wives from different arenas would find Brittany and I'm like, whatever. And then I'll go up into the room. You can talk to the girls all you want. I just want to watch the game. And that's kind of how it worked because then the girls would find Brittany and then they, the, the wives would tell, tell them about meeting Brittany and I, then the guys would reach out to me. And then that's how kind of how all that worked out. Brittany's from Kentucky. Yes. So has, I mean, she probably didn't yes, have a huge she's been to a exposure to hockey. Yeah. She's yeah, been Kentucky to a thoroughbred. She that went was... to a thoroughbred. So I think I think Luongo may have played there. I'm trying to think of who played for the Kentucky Thoroughbreds, or Thoroughblades. It was one of those. Yo, know, Thoroughblades. Thoroughblades. I asked her about that. I go, yeah. would you have any hockey? And she, and she goes, yeah, we had a Thoroughblades team. And I, she's like, I actually dated somebody. We went to a game one time, but I had no idea they even had a hockey team. And then I think on a podcast, I heard somebody talking about, man, I got, I had to go play for the Thoroughblades, which is probably like the bottom of the barrel in the <laughs> league. I'm assuming. It was a long way away from everybody. That was the tough. Yeah. Part. Like it was in a yep. nice, I mean, it's, it's a great state. Kentucky's a great state, but it's a long way away from the rest of the teams in the American league. I think Cincinnati was probably the closest one they had. Has it been fun being able to share the game and maybe teach her some of the finer points of it? You're what you're into with goaltending. She, we you know when we go to games with the games that she does, she lives on her phone. She's like, and, and I, I'm not one of those. I don't like to talk during high, even when I bring my friends, there's no talking because I don't, if you look away today's game, you're going to miss something. And I, I get, no one really likes to go to hockey games with me because again, I, I'm not missing warmups and I'm, I will never miss warmups. I need to be down on the ice as the players are coming out for warmups and nobody wants to sit and watch that. So I usually go by myself. Um, and, and, and go. But when I do bring her, I make sure that the wives are there so she can go in and at least enjoy herself. And then I can enjoy myself because I get worried that she gets bored because it can be boring for somebody who doesn't understand the game. And I understand that, but I guess I understand that. I really don't, but I guess I do. But um, I'm just so, when I'm at a game, I don't want to talk. I'm not a really fun guy to go to a game with unless you're a hockey guy. You know, I'm not really a fun person to hang out with at a hockey game. It's a different type of talk. It's a, it's different a different language type of talk. It's a different language. And I'm watching the game from a kid from the eighties and the nineties. And I, I don't like explaining why things are the way they are today, because first of all, I don't like, I mean, I appreciate the game. Again, it's changed. Do I like the way the game is? Yeah, I guess. Sure. I just miss, I miss the old days. I just miss it. I miss the, I just miss the originality. I miss, you know, how different everybody was. It just seems like everybody's got the same technical moves, you know, and the same technical style. There's only certain, there's only what, like you said, five different types of gear to choose from. Right. There's just not much. It's just not as exciting as it used to be. You know, you got a Being vintage those... soul, man. You got a vintage I do. soul. I do. You got a I do. And I love watching the old games. Eighties yeah. goalie equipment, goalies. But who from today's game excites you? Who do you like oh, to watch? Right now, um, I love watching Thatcher Demko. I'm, I'm, we're buddies. I talk to him a lot. Um, Man, who who do I? Like I got to watch? traded who, so he who? could get called up to the big club. So I, I'm, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that, well, explain to me that. How did that? So work when out? Nilsson got traded from the Vancouver Canucks to the Ottawa Senators, I went back the other direction in that deal, but it was not so that I could be with the Vancouver Canucks. It's so that they could send me to the minor league team in Utica, call Thatcher up, and give him his shot because he'd earned his opportunity. Right. 
So I backed up two games of Vancouver, went on waivers, and that's when I got picked up by Philadelphia. And I was on three teams in, you know, three and a half days. That must have been crazy. I mean, especially yeah, for your wild, family. Man. I'm thinking of your family too. Like, yeah. guess what? Guess what? They guess were what? stuck in Canada for four months and I didn't basically didn't see them. <laughs> right. So you were, you were kind of like on the move and you were kind of like, listen, it seems like I'm on the move quite a bit right now. Stay put. We'll figure this out Dude, kind of thing. Or I had like, let's face it. I always had sick gear. I know I did. I put a lot of thought did. into my equipment and yeah. my last set of equipment was white. And it was for a reason is because I didn't know where the hell I was going to end up in like two weeks. <laughs> like I thought I could go back on waivers and somebody else could pick me up. Like I had Toronto put a claim in on me too. Like I was a hot commodity for a hot minute there where, you know, I had Philadelphia and Toronto and Philly was worse than Toronto. So they got stuck with me. <laughs> can, can I ask you a question? Like, as far as like each team goes and the gear, like do, does each team have different rules when it comes to gear? Like, are you, I know you've had to ask this question before. You're allowed to get as much gear as you want up until not crazy, right? Not, not crazy, but you're, you pretty much can have as much reason, as you want. They'll make it happen for the NHL. Now, games, is, yeah. does each team have the same rules or does each team have different rules with that? Like, as opposed to like, if you go into Toronto, I'm sure you can get whatever the hell you oh, want. Yeah. But if you were to walk into, if you were walking to Florida, for instance, yeah. You know, it, it really depends. Like the NHL guys get what they want period across the board. Right. And especially in a place like Toronto where, you have so much media exposure, whoever equipment company you're wearing, they're throwing gear at you. They want you to wear the best stuff immediately so that it can get the exposure. Uh, Some teams have bigger budgets than others, period. So like for a depth guy, for a number three guy, which I was a lot of my career, I'd kind of get the token, two sets of pads, four sets of gloves and blockers, and a couple pairs of skates, maybe maybe two helmets. That was kind of standard for a number three. But the guys that are up there, they get they get what they want. And, you know, the only rules that is kind of interesting is some teams will actually tell their goalies that they can't have a certain amount of color on their pads. Like you yeah, can talk to Jonathan Quick, about Bill this Ranford. one. They Ranford want them to be doesn't. white. And, yeah. and Ian Clark in Vancouver is that you have to have a white outer roll and a white inner roll for the visual effect of it. That's their theory. Yeah. Um, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Campbell. He told me Ranford. I was ta- I went out to lunch with him. I'm like, when are you going to get rid of these freaking white pads? He's like, Ranford. Billy won't let me change. He's they make me have all white. Yeah, and I don't. That, like yeah, that. I'm. I I don't buy that argument uh, myself. I think the goalie still has to make saves. And I well, I, I, watched, like every- I watched Corey Crawford who put up the same numbers, even better numbers, when he went to Black Equipment. You that know? poor guy. He, I, so. I tell you what, he, he can't catch a break. That guy. I, he just will well, he not. Three it, breaks with three cups. So well, he's <laughs> got cups, the three. But. <laughs> well, I, let me, I'm sorry. Let me let me let me rephrase that. He he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Absolutely he doesn't. True. He's just not. I don't know what he has to do to earn their credit. I mean, he's got a couple cups. They traded him out of there. I, I don't understand the reasoning behind that. I don't understand the reasoning with Chicago's goaltending right now. I don't get it. They got rid of Leonard and Crawford. Uh, what do they let anybody know that they were going to do this? So they got nothing against Subban, friend of his too. Love him, think he's a great guy. But you're in a you're in a, a market here that you need a number yeah. one. Yeah, and I mean uh, Malcolm's an amazing guy. I hope he grabs it and runs with. Yes. I hope Kellen, Colin Delia, either of those guys. I hope they do. But if you're on a team I, that thinks you're contending, yes. the guys okay. are looking around going, we don't know what we have in goal, and that's hard I, for I, a team. So one yes. of those two guys has got to. They're going to have to step up and grab it especially for a city like Chicago. When yeah. they, when they pulled that whole, we're trading Crawford. I'm like, who are they getting there? And then they're like, well, we're going to promote with him. I mean, which is great. I just don't think Chicago, Chicago needs a number one. They need a name. You're not, a, you're, you're, you're a contending team. You're a top six, you're an original 16. You got to have, I can say it's the same thing for Detroit. Yeah. Detroit always likes to finagle with their goaltending. I mean, we got Grice last minute. We'll see what happens. I am not a fan of Jonathan Bernier. I, as a person, I'm sure he's a great guy. I, I just don't think, he has what it takes. We'll see with Grice. Well, who knows? You've got to have trust in Steve Eiserman, though. He is like he could run for mayor of Michigan and win. He can. He should. He he does no wrong. Yep. He's a quiet guy. Doesn't say much, but when he talks, you listen. He's one of those guys, you know. And he he just kind of keeps to himself. But when he makes moves, he makes moves. I'm looking you know? around in the background of your garage right now, and I see Jamie McLennan, and I see Grant yeah, that's Fier another guy. So I met him. I met Jamie at the all-star game as well. Then he came out to visit me a couple times. Uh, he, he was actually dating a girl. Uh, was he dating a girl? No, no. He was out, what was he out here doing? No, I'm sorry. He was out here doing some broadcasting, I think. And then we kind of uh, kept in touch and uh, over the years, but yeah, I just, I got lucky. I get lucky when I go to games, I'll end up meeting somebody and, you know, Marty Turco is another one. He's, I love that guy. He's the man. Uh, I love his style. I love the way he played. I watched him in Michigan all the time. 
Um, I wanted to ask you that. Did you ever see Michigan, Michigan State at Joe Lewis? I got to see that as like, like a bantam. We were there for a tournament, and I saw Marty Turco play against Chad Albin their senior years. I went to the Lake Superior State Michigan game. We, it was called the uh, uh, Great Lakes Great Lakes Invitational. Invitational. Great Lakes Invitational. Or the, it wasn't the Frozen Four yet. It was Great Lakes Invitational. You're right, because Lake Superior would always be in it. It'd be Bowling Green or Ferris. Michigan, Michigan State, Western sometimes would creep in there. It would be that that big tournament. But I loved watching Marty, man. I was a huge Marty fan. Huge Marty. Yeah. And and like getting to know him when I was in Dallas, I had never met him in person, but I idolized the way this guy handled the puck. Like seeing him in person with Michigan and watching him throw those bombs down the ice, ice the puck over everybody on the kill. He was a hero to me. And I show up in Dallas. And, you know, he's, he's with the team, so he's just kind right. of walking around the locker room. He's not on the hockey ops side, but he's around. We right. stood there talking about sticks for a half hour. Easy. Just sticks. Because <laughs> I've, you know, I've got composite sticks now. And, uh, and Turks would be, just, yeah, I, I never liked him because I couldn't get the flex right on him back when they were making him for me. So I had to stick with the foam core. And, and man, he was just speaking to my soul. It was like, it was going back to the era where we would try everything until we Did found you try, what we you- like. The turning around. Oh, cause you're, yeah. I, it's amazing how many people I know uh, friends with that are writings. You, Louis Domingue, Grant. Uh, did you, did you like the way he did it? What did you think of that whole situation, that Turco grip and all that? Like, dude, I was, was blown away when I first saw it. I was like, this can't work. How's this going to happen? And then I saw him fire that thing 30 feet in the air. Now what's <laughs> funny is I still, if I'm going to shoot the puck high and hard down the ice, I have to do it the traditional grip with, you know, like with my bottom hand underneath, like a player. But if I'm passing the puck on the ice or on my backhand, or if I'm going to stop it behind the net, Turco grip, 100%. I can shoot it way, way harder with more power. I get more jam against the boards with it. Yeah. So I, I would use Turco grip by the end of my career probably 85% of the time. But there'd still be that rare occasion, right, where I'd be in the normal grip. And I would always tell my teammates, if you see my hand with my glove underneath my stick, not turned yeah. over. It means you need to skate the other direction. Cause I'm hitting you with a hail Mary and we are going to the opposing net. Oh, that's awesome. That was that's all a, I have a question for, I have a, I have a question for you before it loses my mind. And I, I can't believe I've never asked this question, but you know how, when you're, when you're sliding from post to post, how are you not like just gouging the hell out of your skates when you're hitting that post, when you're clanking that post, I know during warmups and practice, they have the plastic pieces on the post, but in games, like, I know how are they not allowing this in games? How are you not going through five different blades in a game? Because I see the goalies skates and hit that post like that. How is it not you're losing your edge? How are you not losing your edge? Because it's hitting it perfectly perpendicular. That's why. So it's almost like if you take, if you imagine just hitting the, the post flush, right? Yeah. And so it's not hitting it at an angle. So it's not ruining that edge. It's kind of like just pushing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so you will eventually over time, you'll hit it funny a couple of times, but you can change yeah. your blades out now. Right. Like, yeah, I know, I, Quick, I know Jonathan quick changes his blades pretty often. And now that you have blades that you can change on the fly, if I ever lost an edge, I think I lost two edges that I can remember since I had quick change blades, I'd go to the bench, flip them out. That's just, good it's, it's like nails. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. When I see oh, that yeah. happen, I'm like, Oh my God, you just hear the clank and the th- you're just like, Oh God, I just, I can hear the chunk of metal just like coming out and it's just like nails on a chalkboard. I'm always like, how do they, how are they going to fix this problem? Cause in practice and warmups, they put that plastic guard yeah. there. Yeah. And think but. about the guys from our era. Think about Ryan Miller, who's had yeah. to train himself to do this mid career, late career. This is another you know, thing. Yeah. Totally different movement for your hips, your knees. Like it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to do and to teach. And it honestly, man, it put some guys out of the game. Like they could not get on board with RVH reverse vertical horizontal. They couldn't do it. And they were gone. Can you explain a little bit about this? Cause this, I'm extremely interested about this, this transition. And like you said, goalies who had to transfer, I was watching a thing on Chris Osgood and I had him trying to learn how to do that. And he's like, I couldn't do it. Martin Broder. He's like, nope. screw that. I'm not doing that. So like, it started how it, it really started with the Swedes and with, with Jonathan quick brought it in. Uh, and you know, when he had success with it right away, we saw, wow, you can be on your post and seal the front side and be able to make a save on the backside. That was the difference is previously when we were using VH, which was like standing straight up on the post with one leg down, you couldn't make a backside save. Right. So we went into this and you put your, your skate flush to the post. And now some of the people, the Swedes are now using the boot brake like the toe laces. So there's no hole. It's crazy, man. There's no hole there. And you put that right on the post and you have to use your back leg to lean against the post. 
So, and then you can swivel, like it's just Sergey Bobrovsky watching this guy swivel on his post. It's free. Oh, watching the, watching these guys dance around. It's, it's incredible. I mean, I, again, I grew up in the era of, you don't go down unless you have to, Stand <laughs> you up. know, I went to a goalie school called quit Rhea. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It was quit Rhea goaltending school. And then it was just very like kick save, you know, like <laughs> all that other stuff. We were just drilled on not going down unless you have to. Now it's like, all this is like, it's just the opposite now. It's just, it's just incredible how the, how the position has changed. All right. So when are we going to get you on the ice? I, I play, but I play out now. So I play a lot of roller hockey again, obviously with everything that's going on right now and the baby on the way, but I used to play on Wednesday nights. Um, we have a really good league down by the beach and I play out. Um, I like to play goal, but um, my wife said, no, <laughs> oh, but people don't understand. People don't understand. It's, it's a lot more dangerous to be a defenseman than it is a goalie. I, I think defensemen are crazy. Personally, goalies aren't crazy. We got gear. Yeah. Goalies are not crazy. Defensemen are the crazy ones. Yep. I've said that to people. They're the ones blocking shots without a face shield. With yeah. What are you gear. doing? Get ankle broken, toes broken. Oh. I mean, we're protected. They, they said that to me growing up all the time. You're nuts. Your, your son's crazy. Why? I didn't, I rarely, I got bruises in here, but so did everybody else. The defenseman's the one who got hurt. Where was the worst yeah. place to get hit? Uh, the balls. <laughs> the balls. <laughs> but again, 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 I didn't wear the goalie cup. I didn't, no? I, I had one. I had a goal, a Brian's goalie, you know, with the stitching on it. You oh, know yeah. that one, the black one couldn't wear was it. it. The one I, with the I leopard did... print. Brian's made a leopard print goalie cup. Did I saw that? that. I didn't have that one. Okay. I do remember what you're talking about. This is that the might've been in your just... style though. I could, I could see you wearing the that one. <laughs> the leopard print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember though. I remember my dad coming home because I got injured. I had a growing injury. My dad went to Prani's on the way home and he got a Brian's cup and it was the black one with the stitching. You ever had the stitches? Yep. Like almost like the Cheech Rodriguez man had the stitching on it, like $65 for this, this cup. He's like, you better wear this thing. I paid $65 for this. And uh, I put it on. And again, it was overly padded. It was like, it, it was padding up to my belly button. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm a creature of, I don't like a lot of gear. I would take padding out. So I told him I was wearing it, but it stayed in my bag. So <laughs> um, I got hurt there. Um, collarbone, man. Collarbone. Oh, yeah. Collarbone was probably the number one. Yeah. I would take ringers too. Those ones are brutal. I never really, I never, I I didn't wear knee pads. I didn't wear knee pads. I never really got much knee hurt, but the collarbones, man, those ring and my asshole defenseman, man, would just take one right, you know, (laughs) at the end of practice or something and just ring right off my collarbone or during warmups. Just like pricks, you know, you know, those guys who rip one off your collarbone you're like, dude, come on. Yeah. Yeah. There's no need for that, man. There's no need for that. Save that for the game. I know. Well, hockey's blown up in California, and you've got a son on the way. Is, yes. is, there, is there hope? Hope. It's 100% going to happen. I mean, <laughs> that would be – my father would turn over in his grave if I didn't. Of course, he's going to be on skates first, first time he can – my wife will let me take him. That's amazing, man. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to put him in everything, though. Hockey, soccer, football, theater, whatever he wants. I'm going to flood him with so much that he, first of all, cannot get in trouble and that he can just pick whatever he wants to do. You know, I mean, I don't care what he wants as long as he's happy and he has all the options. Uh, that's what I had as a kid. And, um, you know, hockey was my passion and whatever he wants, I'm, I'm going to let him do. We're, we're very excited. Yeah, I'm so, be, super man. excited. We can't wait. Uh, we're halfway through. I think we're at the 20 week mark today. She's due in April, April 13th, I want to say. Hey, and, I'm uh, an April 11th yeah. birthday. We might share one. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's the diamond, right? The year of the yes. diamond. I, yep. Our jeweler reached out to us. He's like, oh, God, he's the year of the diamond. I'm like, great. More stuff <laughs> I have to buy. <laughs> but, yeah. Hopefully it's not worse than goalie pads down the road. Oh, my God. I thought about that. And people were like, well, are you going to get him hockey? Are you going to have him play goalie? I'm like, I, I was t- actually, Marty, uh, I saw Marty's little boy playing goal. I'm like, did you force him into that? Or did he want to do that on his own? He's like, no, he wanted to play on his own. He's like, I would never tell my kid to play goal. All the guys that I know that have kids that are goalies, Say, no, I don't let my kid play goal. No, no, no. Like Jimmy Howard, he won't let his kids play goal. Uh, Louie Domingue, he's like, no, I'm not letting my kid play. Like they all, none of them are going to let him play goal. It's weird to me. It's weird to me. Except for Marty. Marty's like, hell yeah, I'm throwing my kid in there. He looks <laughs> great too. He's got great gear already. If my kids want to do it, my oldest daughter seems to really want to. That's great. Really? If she doesn't, I don't care. I, I tried to discourage her. I, discourage it's her just, from hockey it's, or goalie? Goalie. Goal. Oh really? It's, well, it's just so mentally taxing. Like that, you have to prepare them for the inevitable that they're going to be either the hero or the loser. There's no in yeah. between for goalies, and it's it's not easy to do. It takes a special mentality, but she wants it, and if she wants it, man, that's awesome. 
I just, I hope that she still keeps that passion and fire when things don't go well. Cause like you've talked about today, it doesn't always go well. No, but sometimes no. it turns around in the blink of the eye and something really good happens just a moment later, like happened for you with the AAA team. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've literally had days where I'm happy. I've had days where I'm sobbing like a little girl crying, crying because I got scored on and you know, it is, it's taxing. And then you got the whole team looking at you and I'm again, this is my youth. I've played hockey since I was seven, eight years old. And I've always, you know, playing games that are the games are on the line. You know, I was very fortunate. My first two years of playing the game, I went undefeated the first two years as a goalie. That's pretty cool. (laughs) You set the bar really high. And I was the only goalie. And, uh, I, I, God, I miss those days. It was just fun traveling with your buddies on the bus. And, you know, just again, getting back to the gear, like learning how to close up the toe with the laces. Like that was the yeah. coolest thing. When I found out about getting rid of toe buckles and tightening them up the bottoms and tying with laces, like that was the coolest thing. Now I can make my Cooper pads cool. Like, cause they were always dorky. And I'm like, my dad wouldn't buy me new pads. You can just set it right there. Thanks. You can, um, you know, and just the cool things like having the cool pocket on your glove, like getting yep. that pocket nice and high, you and know, deep, and, right? You had a nice deep and pocket. Deep. Yep. Like if it, it, nothing, it was like a competition nothing, who could get the deepest pocket. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. And nothing irks me more. And like, I, again, I chatted to Louis Domingue uh, that last season. I'm like, why does Vassy have a smashed pocket? Like it drives Luongo, same thing. Why does everybody smash their pocket nowadays? It's more like the four, the guys, the Europeans, it they is smash. For they sure. smash their webbing in their pocket. And like, it's like, I can't even look at it. It's that bad. Cause I like to have the big high, you know what I'm saying? I'm very like 100%. Corey Schneider type glove. Yeah. Yeah. Louis was one of my few full right goaltending partners. Louis Deming, JSO Bam, J.P. Levasseur, Jonas Hiller. That's crazy. I, having two I rights. Only ones. Yeah. But it's fun though, because you can try each other's stuff. Like Louis yeah. and I would switch sticks, try each other's, you know, put a different glove on. I just very rarely had that opportunity. You know, yeah. People that catch normal with their left. You can do that all the time. Do you think there's a lot more right righties coming up? I think there would be if USA Hockey would put those gloves in the starter quick change goalie bags. But they only give the starter kits that have a left-hand catch, so kids just pick it up, and that's what they think it is. And, and you're right. It, in Piranis, I think we had five gloves that were <laughs> – Right. I think one from each brand, and that yep. was it. So I think there's more out there than we know, but they just learn to catch the other way. And when you're young, man, you're, you're adaptable. But I think there's a big advantage though, to shooting as a goalie, the same way as you shoot when you play out, you know, like I could rifle a puck when I was 13 years old. Nobody could do that. By the time I was in pro, everybody could, but when I was young, it was an advantage. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Who do you like right now? As far as all these goalie moves that just happened, are, are you, were you surprised by any of them? Um, were you shocked by it? Like, was, did anything where you like, Oh, that was a solid move. I'm pretty, you're excited to see any of these play out. I'm interested like, to see some of these play out. I like um, Holtby going to Vancouver. I think him and Ian Clark will be really good. Holtby's best hockey has been when he's had uh, big name goalie coaches straight up when he had Mitch Korn in Washington, that was magic. I think Ian Clark will be the same way for him there. I like I like Markstrom in Calgary a lot. I think that brings stability to the room. And I think that, Jordan Siglet, their goalie coach, buddy of mine who used to skate together, is awesome. You know, I look at what he did with Cam Talbot this year and got Talbot yeah. back on track. Um, I, I think they overpaid. I don't know about Talbot going to Minnesota because I, 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 Freddie Shabbat's a new goalie coach there. Is Freddie going to They paid a lot of money. Know. They paid so, a lot of money for him. Yeah. So I, I like Markstrom. I like Holtby going there. And I love Hank going to Washington. Really? Love it. Yes. I kind of wish he was going to, I kind of wanted the Ray Bork situation. I kind of wanted him to go to Colorado. Yeah. I just think, I don't think, I don't think Washington defense, I think they're going to leave him hung out to dry, but I, that's just me. That's my prediction. I New hope, coach, I hope we got to see how Loet Laviolette does it. Uh, but I think that there's going to be a lot of pressure off him, right? When he was in, in New York, he was the guy, no matter what. And then everything got weird. And now he has no pressure because he's chosen this role. He's chosen right. to go in knowing that, Hey, I'm teaming with a young Russian kid. I might get all the time. I might not, but he's there to win a cup. And I think that's yeah. powerful. And I think that Laviolette will bring a little bit to that room that they didn't have before too. So that one, that one's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Are you interested in to see what's going to happen this year? I mean, it's still talks on how they're going to do this season. Yeah, we got to see, it's dude. We want to get it going good. for sure. And I want to see you in the rink in Vegas when we get it going. Yes, yes. I've been talking to Robin. He's like, I'm going to get you out to a game. You're coming to a game. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I've been to one. I've been to two games right when they first uh, – I'm sorry if you're getting noise. I apologize. Um, I went to a f- first two games there. It's awesome stadium, man. I mean, the they best. put on a show there. They put it's on a the, show. It's the perfect mix of Vegas and the NHL 
and the hockey's still the most important thing, but it still feels like a Vegas show. Well, listen, let's wrap it up. This has been, dude, we could do another eight hours of this. I know we could. It's a goalie show. There's always an open invitation to do second, third, fourth, fifth. I, I listened to your last, uh, I can't remember who you had, had on, and it's such a, it, it, it could have been more spot on. I can't, it was the drummer. It was Jay Weinberg. The drum, Jay Weinberg. I'm and I'm, I'm a huge drummer. I feel like goalies do the same thing. I play baseball, I'm a catcher. Always play catcher. Yep, I did if too. I'm a, if a hockey, I'm a goalie. If I play an uh, instrument, I'm a drummer. It's, if, I'm a playing, if I'm playing football, quarterback or kicker. Like it's, I'm always those positions. And I feel like a lot of other goalies are the same type of thing too. We're drummers. We're catchers in, in, in baseball. It's the same type of, we're almost like the, the quarterback. Yeah. We're say. the backstop, man. And yeah. we like, and I thought that was very cool. Or not, we'd like to have the spotlight on us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All well, right. Thank dude. you so much for having me, man. I really, really Absolute appreciate pleasure. it. And if I don't talk to you, good luck with everything. I hope April 13th, if that's the day, if it's before or after, it's going to change your life in a great way, man. Enjoy it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And hopefully hockey's come back soon so I can come and visit you at Vegas. Thanks for listening to Six Degrees with Mike McKenna. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to all your podcasts. If you're interested in advertising on Six Degrees, please contact Believe at BLEAV.com. As always, you can find me at Mike McKenna 56 on all the socials. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.